guys i did not expect to be here tonight uh at this time i was probably just about to be getting out of the uh amc theater was really excited i had tickets to see uh ahsoka early uh premiere which i was i mean jacked up about i mean i got them through go uh fobo which is a cool website and I'm not going to trash them on here, obviously. And uh, I, this is kind of what I expected. Now, I've shared photos through Twitter. Um, there was probably, I walked into my mall. I'm like, I'm here an hour early. Like, this is the best. I'm here at 7 o'clock. Show starts at 8. I'm like, I'm definitely going to get in, without a doubt. I walked into the mall, and there was probably like, well over a hundred people just standing in line throughout the mall. I actually expected that like they were going to just have you walk up, scan your thing and get in and maybe form a line in theater by where the premiere was going to be. But that was not the case. Uh, it was, uh, it, it was crazy. I mean, it was awesome to be in line with a ton of other star Wars fans. I went by myself uh, you know, it, it, it was really cool. I mean, I'm going to show this picture right here. It's like, you know, you've got people dressed up as Sabine. Uh, it, it, there, there was just some really cool stuff going on. I got to talk to, uh, you know, a bunch of other star Wars fans in line. It, it felt like I was back at the I triple C con, but, uh, you know, if you're going to overbook these events, don't overbook it by 150 people. You know, they add the little tagline in the bottom of the email. Make sure you show up early. We overbook it so there's a full house. Not by 150 people. You've got it. Like, and honestly, it's like I told the people behind me right when I was in line. I, I said, I am mentally prepared to not make it into this because holy shit, there's so many more people here than I expected. Um which was cool. It's cool to see that excitement excitement for Star Wars. Part of my French here covered the kids' uh, ears with earmuffs. Book two fucking theaters for it. Like, if you have 150 fucking people outside of your movie theater that want to see something, book two theaters. Like, let everybody get in. I mean, there was a crowd of people that could not get into this movie, which, for me, I don't give people trouble. I'm just like... Okay, you know, whatever. I, but I mean, I I feel bad for the people who are working there because there were people who were like about to get in and they were giving them a hard time. So uh, it is what it is. I don't like to drop F-bombs on World of the Galaxy podcast, but I'm a little fired up. But honestly, the force works in mysterious ways. 
force works in mysterious ways. And to me, it's telling me that I was meant to watch this live stream at nine o'clock with you guys. And I'm sitting here waiting for Alfie to hop on because I started the podcast early tonight. I just felt like talking and kind of yelling into the void. So that's what we're doing. Adam Parker in the house. Let's go. As always, we're ready to roll. Did LSU win this week? Because I did not follow any. Uh, I did not follow college football well enough over the weekend. I was freaking out about the Eagles' uh, home opener, and yeah, was not was not on the college scene, and that's why it's it's weird being a uh, Philly guy. There's really no colleges other than Penn State to latch on. I mean, you can you can you can watch Temple and everything like that, but it's just not the same as it's not the same as those big colleges. And I, I mean, I'm still thinking about the theater. Like I literally was four people away to get into this movie theater, four people away. And I'm sitting there looking at it. They've got the Ahsoka, uh, you know, backdrop where you take the picture and it looks like you're on the freaking red carpet or whatever. You know, they, they've, they, they got the security guy there, special event. They were giving out posters. I didn't get the poster either. That's the craziest part is like right when they said it was over, people grabbed posters and rolled. And I was just like, oh, my God, I should have just like it, it was crazy. So. It is what it is. It is what it is. It would have been cool to watch it in theaters. It's anytime you have a large room full of Star Wars fans, it's just a pretty cool thing to see. So definitely saw some very good cosplays. Yes, Adam, it really sucks. It sucks. It really sucks. It's actually terrible. But I'm here to watch with you, man. I'm here to watch with you. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, honestly, that should be a wake up call to Disney. You know, hey, if you can afford to do episode five, you know, for these giveaways or whatever, it's like do it more often and do it in more than one theater in the, in the theater. Because, I mean, I don't know the logistics of this. I don't know how much it costs. It probably costs a decent amount of money, honestly. Like I, I definitely can see. uh I I guess they just pay for the theater through promotions, through whatever, you know, site they do. This is Oktoberfest soda, you know, that I'm having to drown my sorrows right now. So don't pay attention to that. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. There was a lot of people who left disappointed tonight for the excitement that was going on. But honestly, we... If you were realistic about what you saw when you walked in, into the mall and saw how big this crowd was, I'm actually going to see if I can try to share the uh, video of how big this crowd was here. I'm going to try to airdrop it here and see if I can play for you guys. Here's a little airdrop noise. I'm going to try to bring this up here. And then I'm going to present share screen sorry thanks for bearing with me this is what happens when you start the uh you start the podcast by yourself going on guys we got some people in here 
I'm just waiting for Alfie to hop in, and then we're going to start the show. And we're going to have a very legit countdown tonight. We're going to have a very legit countdown so we can all start at the same time. I mean, this is the fourth week uh, we're doing this watch party. So, I mean, you'd think I'd be getting my you-know-what together at this point. Um, here it is. All right, here. I'll my... Chrome lost permission to come on. Jeez. Sheesh. Here we go. Look at that line. Like, look at that line. I'm going to play this over again. So, where I just paused it here now. Wait a second. Put that back in there. What's going on here? Hmm, whatever. As you can see, I'm standing here. Now, these guys, the guy who's wearing the Jedi robes in front of me, they were the last one. So it was a group of three, I want to say. Then there was a couple in front of me and one guy. So I was five people away, I would say. But this line... Wraps all the way into the mall, all the way down here, all the way down. And down in the corner where you see the little opening, that's where the scanning was going on, actually. It, it, it was a long line. And then the line went all the way back to there. So, I mean, my guy in the red hat here, I don't know who he was and I didn't talk to him, but I felt bad for him because that dude drove an hour and a half to, to see it. He drove an hour and a half, which is, which is uh, crazy. And, and yeah, that's probably the most foot traffic that mall has had in three years, without a doubt. So I think they just need to find this happy balance of, um, I think they need to just find this happy balance of, uh, of, uh, you know, making these promotions so, you know, people can get a little more hyped. I mean, you when when you're in an environment like that and, and you're around all these Star Wars fans and you feel like they're giving back to you in that kind of way too, you know, it, it's just, it's very exciting. So I can't imagine what the theater was like. I don't know what we're going to see. <laughs> Trash mall. <laughs> Good old Nishamini, baby. Nishamini AMC. Now, the problem was, is people were saying, like, why couldn't an employee from the mall come out and be like, yo, like, you guys might have a chance at getting in, but, like, anyone beyond this point, you don't have a chance. Like, they should have done something like that. Alfie is looking for his headphones. So once Alfie hops on, we're going to be we're going to be riding together. We're going to see what this episode has to bring, because I, I just can't wait for this. I have no clue what we're in for. I haven't looked up any spoilers. What the heck? Is it nine o'clock yet, by the way, guys, I need to look at my clock.
I decided to do this myself. I could have easily waited for Alfie to to join up, but he's looking for his headphones. My bet is that Azalea has his headphones. That's my bet. For those of you who know uh, Rule the Galaxy podcast. Okay, we got a 52-minute long episode here, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. We got a 52-minute episode. This is exciting. I've lost my Disney Plus window. Don't know what happened to that. Just a rough night for me, guys. That's why I wanted to come on here and rant. I know this episode's going to make it a lot better. Or maybe I might feel some pain from it. Who knows? Maybe it might just be pain. wonder if I can send the group watch link out to you guys. Is that a crazy thing to do? I can invite up to six people. You're not watching tonight. What the hell are you doing? Why aren't you watching tonight? That's my brother, by the way. I'm allowed to yell at him. Hey, bro, I can stream the podcast with my new camera. How about that? Does the picture look good? <sighs> Teachers, man. Brent, Brent would like this answer, though. Brent would definitely like that answer. Lesson planning. We're just waiting on Alfie, guys. Once Alfie gets in here, I'm not going to rant about my me missing uh, the show anymore. I mean, I could have, you know, sure, it would have been cool to sit there in the Dolby Digital Theater where you have beautiful surround sound and you could see the special effects on a big screen and sit in a room full of hundreds of Star Wars fans that are going to have extremely excited reactions to things that might happen in this spectacular episode that we're about to see tonight. And it really could have been fun. Maybe I could have got some popcorn, maybe a freaking soda or something. Who knows? It could have been fun, but the dream is dead. Welcome Alfie. You're live. <laughs> Can you hear me Alfie? I have no audio. God damn it. Okay, I'll give you a break. Hold on. Alfie's uh, trying to find his headphones. Oh, man. Just one of those nights.
You're right, Adam. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Alfie, do you uh, hear me right now? Now I hear you. Do you hear me? Yes. Okay. Can you, can you not find your headphones? I cannot find my headphones for the life of me. All right. Hey, that's fine. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll do it live. That's how it goes. So, uh, what have you been touching on here? I just was raining like a crazy person for 15 minutes. Um, 16 minutes now. Uh, uh, yeah, I've probably said the same thing two or three times. I'm just devastated that I didn't get in. I was four people away from getting into the mm -hmm. theater. That's a rough one. And hey, let me go ahead. Let me test something real quick here. Tell me if this mutes. Yep, you're good. I can't hear okay. you. Okay, how about now? Yep, you're good. Okay, I'm still getting the uh, you know, ups and downs of this new fancy microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you think we're in for tonight, Alfie? I'm trying to lean more towards the positive side because, I mean, I am like... Dude, I got there at 7 o'clock. It said on the email, arrive early. It said, arrive early, we overbooked the theater. Not by 150 people. Right. That's why, like, the one guy who traveled an hour and a half said to the guy, like, yo, couldn't you come out here earlier and be like, yo, it's not happening for you guys? Even if it's, like, say, 10 got to the, the gate and, and figured out they couldn't. Like, there right. was over 100 people beyond that point. So, like, come out and tell the people that it's like, yo, uh, they really overbooked this shit. Like, uh, I don't know. I knew it was going to happen. I turned to the people behind me and I said, we are going to get right there and it is going to, they're going to tell us that uh, it's not happening. Yeah, it's crazy that it was that uh, booked that drew that kind of an audience. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, my thoughts are... Uh, when they said it was overbooked, I, I figured, okay, there's probably going to be, you know, a couple people who can't get in just in case like a couple people don't show up. But I, I don't know. I just sent you an invite in the private chat for the stream. It's a fun Tuesday night. That's what it is. It feels like Friday to me, and I've only worked two days. I've just been having some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a little bit crazy. Sorry, it just got a little bit loud here. That's why I had it muted. But we're all right. We're yeah, all fine. I mean, if you just want to play, uh, if you just want to play through speaker and mount and mute and unmute yourself, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll turn on. Um, noise cancellation on your mic so then hopefully hopefully it doesn't pick up too much of the audio and you know we'll just we'll just do the damn thing sounds like a plan this is all bob Iger's fault there you go it goes right to the top right to the top i'm gonna write bob a letter I'm going to write him a strongly uh, worded letter. And then I'm also going to send one to Adam Aaron, CEO of AMC, and ask them what the hell is going on. What's going on with your establishment? 
<clears throat> Let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> I own AMC stock. I should have a say in the freaking company. I agree. Are you in my uh, group uh, watch, Alfie, or no? There you are. There's I am there. now. So do you think you're ready to do you think you're ready to roll on this? Do you think you're ready to stream or do you want to give it a couple minutes? Give me just one minute. No problem. Well, while Alfie's getting set up here, I'm going to say predictions for this episode. I want to see Captain Rex in this episode. Those are my predictions as I want to see Captain Rex. I know we're going to be seeing Anakin, obviously. So I want Rex. That's what I want. I want Clone Wars flashbacks. Could we even see freaking Ewan McGregor in this? I mean, who knows? We're going to see a little Clone Wars flashback with them, with uh, Ewan McGregor, with the, with the Clone Wars armor on. Is that a possibility? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? We're going to be starting this stream up in a couple minutes. And it's going to be fun. Now, Alfie is lost for a second here. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I, I just want to see live action Rex armor. That, that's what I want so bad is live action Rex armor. Once Alfie's back online here, we're going to fire it up. It'll be fun. Alfie's gone. Put the Clone Wars. That would be insane. It seriously would be insane. And I just want to see Tamora Morrison playing that, that type of uh, role. Oh, Alfie's going to the garage. There he is. Yeah, I'm in the garage. She didn't pull the car in all the way either. Oh, my God. This is the worst night ever. <laughs> Dude, it all started with me not getting in. If I got into that theater, the car would have been pulled all the way in. Yeah. every Everything would have went right. That That's what would have... All you right, ready, you ready to roll? You ready to enjoy this? I think so. You ready to have your mind melted? Yeah, deep breath, deep breath. Sorry All to right. everyone that is uh, <laughs> watching this. I know they debacle. already heard. Uh, they've already heard twenty minutes of me just like talking got to myself and Adam pretty much, and my brother joined in a little bit too. But he did say uh, he he did say dirt ball plumbers at one point. So I don't know that I agree with that. But you is, know. It, do we get a J Doc appearance? Yeah, he's at J Doc is in here. He's uh he 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 was laughing uh he was laughing at uh you trying to figure out what was going on. Oh everyone came they just got home from a volleyball game, so everyone is in the kitchen right now. I'm like, really? <laughs> the one hour of the week that I need. 
I didn't even mask uh, the soda that I'm having tonight because I was just too uh, out of sorts. Oktoberfest, delicious. Mm. What's what's the brand? It's actually from Sierra Nevada. It's a fest mm. beer. Yeah. Um, and Sierra Nevada did a collaboration with um, a German brewery. And I usually like Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And uh, yeah. I could not Me find too. it. They were all sold out everywhere. They had the variety packs, but like sometimes Sam Adams, like pumpkin beer is like a hit or miss for me. It's like, sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't, I'm not ready for that Same. flavor yet because it's 90 degrees out here today. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. I'm I'm a big uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest guy. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I look forward to it every year. I just couldn't find the individual 12 packs of it. I didn't feel like getting the variety. I just wanted Oktoberfest. So I'll I'm be uh, there. I'll be getting my paws on some pretty soon. So let's fire up this stream here, Alfie. I'm going to hit All start right. stream in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You're listening to Rule of the Galaxy podcast. I'm Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Doolan, Star Wars Rebels. May the force be with you always. Yeah, that's I'm applauding for that one, baby. That was freaking great. Oh, that was great. Brent, get on your phone, get on your computer. Get in here, brother. Oh my God, that was awesome. Wow. All right. Time to go full podcast mode now. I'm going to wait for Brent to get in here, though. Because Tell I need me. to hear what Brent thought about that. <laughs> that was crazy. I literally didn't hear a single soundbite from your computer of that show, by the way. Like, really? I didn't hear a single reverb in my headphones at all. Dude, I even wore the Rule of the Galaxy podcast shirt to the freaking movie theater. Oh, Alfie's representing too. All right, good. I'm like, uh, I was going to wear a Star Wars shirt, and then I'm like, hold on, what am I doing? I'm like, I need to wear the RTG shirt. So, Oh, yeah, you always got to advertise the brand. It is what it is. We're gonna wait for uh, we're gonna wait for Brent to hop in here to really dive in. I mean, we can start diving in, but uh, here's from Adam Parker. That was an all timer. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, total banger right there, dude. I just had I just had the feeling that this show was going to have such a feel for what Star Wars is. I, yeah. I really just thought they would, and they have. I agree 100%. It's crazy. And it's introducing new stuff into live action, too, in a good way. Like, it really is. Like, like clone troopers? We've never seen them in live action before. That's pretty awesome. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 
Captain Rex in live action, though. Yeah, Captain Rex. That's I'm getting I'm getting it out now. I'm grabbing it. This is my next Lego. That's it's it's automatic. I'm building Rex next. He's going to sit right here next to me on my desk so I can remember to build him. It's happening. I wanted to build it this week because I thought he was going to be on. But Rex is getting built this week. I'm just waiting here to see if Brent's going to come on and we'll get started on, uh, on, on a little episode review here. Because there's a lot that I want to talk about right now that I don't want to, I don't want to uh, start it too early advice. before Brent yeah. gets on. Here he is. Brent, what's going on? What's up, man? All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the uh, start of the podcast here, so Joe can grab it. This is a uh, minute sixteen seconds in, or minute. One hour and sixteen minutes in. What? Well, I'm, my brain is scrambled. My brain is scrambled, dude. Getting rejected will do that. <laughs> I'm actually a little sunburnt today too because I was working outside all day. Kind of look like a raccoon actually right now. Doing the, outdoor uh, plumbing. What's that? Doing outdoor plumbing. I had to put a storm door on for someone, and it's like their front of their house was just like. Dude, it was super hot today. It said it was 83 degrees, but like the sun was just blazing today. So, yeah, it, it was a good one. Let me uh, let me put out a quick uh, retweet and say we're talking about that episode, and then we'll and then we'll fire this bad boy up because I, I know that Brent is super excited to talk about this one. I don't know about that, but so I mean that ginger skin of yours too uh, oh. doesn't really like that sun. I uh, trust me, I'm a. Uh, I'm, I bring, I have a bottle of uh, sunscreen in, in the truck at all times. So Alfie, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Yourself? I'm not doing too shabby. Uh, do anything fun in the Star Wars world? You guys keep chatting for one second because I'm going to go to the bathroom before we start this episode. Oh, geez. Are we recording right now? We are currently live at the moment, um, yeah. but he's still going to try to do the, the time spot. So that's why I was trying to fill some. Gotcha. Some Hopefully he gets this cut off. So, mm. so, so um, before I'm not going to get into the episode, but anything Star Wars related? Um. Uh, not well. Uh, big announcement on my game today. I know you're the uh, Legion's guy, and I play <laughs> Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah. New Galactic Legend Princess Leia was released today. So, so what? What outfit or uniform? Indoor. Or, so indoor Leia. Right. Do they have like a uh, sequel Leia, like an old? <laughs> no. Old Leia? There's uh, a New Hope Leia, mm -hmm. a Hoth Leia, and is it Boush? Boush? 
the bounty hunter from Return of the Jedi. She's Bosk. in the costume. Bosk? It's B O U. Oh, 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 the bounty hunter costume from. It. Okay. Because she's holding a thermal detonator. Yeah, that's the one. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. Well, they got to keep it fresh, right? Somehow, some way. Yes, they they have to keep it fresh and keep you wanting to spend money. Which you're going to want to try to level her up as fast as possible. Right. But to do that, you have to unlock so many new characters that you can <laughs> un only unlock if you buy. Or uh, months for them to actually... Do you have all the ships, too? Um, all... that was really what kind of started getting me interested, too, was I love the fact that they were had they had the ship aspect of it, too. There's two that I don't. Um, the Inquisitor's ship was just recently released, the Grand Inquisitors. And then um, Darth Malgus's fighter. Cool. And those are still pretty much in the um, pay-to-play bracket. Gotcha. Brent, where's, uh, where's your shirt? Uh, I don't know. You didn't get the memo? No, I didn't get the memo. I didn't go to a theater and then get rejected. So, <laughs> wow. All right. On that note, we're going to set this off right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans. Here we are another week after watching the live stream. If you're joining us on podcast, we've been uh, live streaming Ahsoka and we've actually been having a lot of fun with it, doing a little bit of uh, watch along parties. Uh, so if you're free on a Tuesday night around nine o'clock and you want to see about 15 minutes of scrambling until we finally get the episode on and, <laughs> and have a bunch of fun watching it together, come join in because honestly, the first 15 minutes of it uh, might be the most fun of it all. And honestly, if you're going to rewatch our watch party from this week, maybe skip the first 20 minutes. I might have cursed maybe. a couple of times. I, and, and no, I was a hot no, mess. That is a I'm requirement. Sorry. That yeah. is a requirement for any Rule of the Galaxy listener. I was, I don't even, I, I'm going to have to go back to listen to it because I understand that there is... It's just a solo rant. I, I was podcasting me. by myself for like a good 15 minutes, just like talking. <laughs> yeah, so... We're, uh, we're, we're about to review episode five of Ahsoka. Brent just joined us. So again, if you guys want to check out that watch party, pop it on while you're re-watching the episode and hear our reactions and fun stuff because this was a hell of an episode. Go check us out on YouTube. But tonight uh, I have Alfie and Brent along with me. Uh, Alfie, how are you doing tonight? I know we just watched it together, but uh, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling really good right now. That was a excellent episode. Um I don't have enough good things to say about it. I love it. I love it, Brent. Uh, you were watching. Uh, you were watching along, and uh, what 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 did you think about it? We did not get to hear any reactions at all from you. Well, actually, how are you doing tonight? First, uh, how are you doing? What's going I'm on? I'm doing with you? fine. Uh, I'm tired as all get out. Uh, the house is recovering from from the vid, the dreaded vid. So. Oh. I still like my wife. This is number round three, and I still have hit zero. Like I didn't have any any sort of any complications. Now I'm tired, but I didn't have anything else. So, anyways, I'm all good. Uh, watched the episode. It actually started up at my house at about eight fifty five. So I logged into Disney Plus and it was already there. So 
Um, I was about 10 to 15 minutes ahead of you guys when I finally pulled you up. So like when you're like, it's happening, you're going to bring them all together. I was like, oh, they must have gotten into the Clone Wars. Um, and so like, it was kind of fun to watch knowing what you guys like. I can't see what you guys are watching, but based upon what you said, I knew the scenes that you were talking about. So that was kind of fun for me. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun one. I mean, I, I might even go back and rewatch listening to it because sometimes I don't even think about what the hell I'm saying on this thing because you're just reacting pretty much. And tonight was one of those episodes where you're just like, I don't know. I really can't even I can't even like kind of comprehend what we saw tonight, really. Cause like I, I was sitting there at one point and I'm like, I'm very used to seeing uh, like uh, hating Christensen from my childhood on the camera right now. And I want more of it. Like it was very natural to me. Um, uh, instant reactions, uh, like instant reaction out of this episode, Brent, since me and Alfie watched it together, like I want to hear from you. What what did you think of um what did you think about these flashbacks that happened in this episode while they were in the world between worlds? So I have gone on the record um as a Hayden non fan, I guess. I, I I'm trying to figure out the best way. I'm not saying like necessarily a hater. I just was not a fan of his skills and his acting. But this is the first time, and I don't know if it's because of the flickers, which I really loved when he was walking away and they flickered to the Vader costume. And like, I mean, all of that foreshadowing and all of the stuff that they did within those uh, flashbacks and within that fog and mist um, was awesome. But I, I bought it for the first time as him being Anakin. That, I, that one, this one is much better than any of the other episodes. And I don't know if it's because I saw him as the Clone War Anakin, like almost like he came and embodied the Clone War Anakin from the cartoons. It wasn't, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say it. It wasn't the Hayden that I saw in the movies. It was an embodiment of the Anakin that I saw in the Clone Wars. Yeah, no, that's actually what I, Alfie. I was going to ask Alfie. Do you think we saw Hayden Christensen playing Matt Lanter Anakin tonight, essentially, like because he was basing him off of an Anakin that was portrayed, you know, in another series? I mean, he had he also had core Anakin as well, though, when he when he switched back to Sith Anakin. But like, it, it was it was interesting to see Hayden Christensen play that role. Ahsoka never knew really Revenge of the Sith Anakin. Yeah, she talked to him right before, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I think Anakin after he lands the Separatist cruiser at the beginning, you know, in that first third of Revenge of the Sith is a completely different character than the Clone Wars Anakin. So I would agree that yes, this was more Clone Wars Matt Lanter Anakin. Yeah. And I bought it. Like, I don't know if it's because I, I like that Anakin better because he seems more fleshed out. He seems more well-rounded. He doesn't seem as... Well, and there was also tempered. seven seasons of a cartoon yeah. that had, like, 20 episodes per season to flesh his character out. Granted, but at the same time, you, you guys know that I'm not the one that lives and dies by watching those things. I don't watch them 
every year like Joe or I haven't watched them like you guys have. Like the Clone Wars has never really resonated with me. It's so but just seeing I don't know, I just felt like he was Anakin that time. Like I saw him I saw Hayden go away and Anakin show up. Yeah. I'm I like that. Yeah, I I, I no, agree. I'm a huge fan of Revenge of the Sith right. Anakin, but I still like this one. Right. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I think I it, you got to respect Hayden Christensen for being able to tap into that like character that he played so long ago because it's like I can't imagine. I mean, how long has it been now? Uh, twenty years, or tw- clone, clone, Attack of the Clones is twenty years this past year, correct? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so he's you. We're we're talking about a character mm-hmm. that he started playing twenty years ago. Yeah. And you you have to jump back into that. I mean, as an actor, it's not easy. I mean, you've been through a lot of stuff in your life. He hasn't done like a ton. Like he's he's done stuff, but he hasn't done a ton of movies. It's like this dude just literally like hopped back into this character, and to me, like did a hell and of you're a job. Asking him to be a different version of the character that he didn't necessarily play. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like for an actor, that almost gives you some more liberty and freedom and some some. So you're not stuck um, and you don't play and you get into your old habits. You have a chance to build and to redefine the character. So that lets you play a little bit more with, with that. Um, so I like that. Now, the other thing within the flashbacks, I think I said it in the chat when I was there, I helped me because I haven't watched season seven in a hot minute, but she looked probably 10 years too young in my mind. In this, like, it felt like she looked ten years too young. In this, I, and I'm nitpicking. This is, yeah. this is one of the craziest nits to pick. You know, I think it I, was badass seeing her fight against the the uh, Maldalorians. I thought it was cool as hell that that fight was there, but I just felt she looked young. I'm gonna back you up on this and expand on it too, because like every episode, of, and especially this one at the beginning, I said this looks so cinematic, and then to me, the flashbacks looked off yeah didn't but then again and again with her age it's a dream mm-hmm. or it's not reality you know which is why i'm okay with the show so it's like okay yeah it's fine with it being off because we're kind of was it supposed to be a young her like seeing the lesson she learned as she went along i i don't really know but i can buy into it yeah, no, I loved it. Like again, but like it was just one of those things when I looked at her, I was just like, I felt like I felt like the Clone Wars season seven looked older. Yeah, she looked like in this flashback. Yeah, right. I, I, I honestly like season one Clone Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I almost feel like it gives them an opportunity timeline wise to say like that's how Ahsoka aged like uh, in uh, real in in live action essentially. So it makes sense that she doesn't look like she's like super old at this point in her life now. And granted, she, I liked the fact, I, and I think it was just because I expected it from other watching other things in other worlds and other movies and other flashbacks. Like I got the age progression. I got the idea that this, the, the, the one vision transitioned to an older vision. Um, and then when I saw the cone, the, the face painted clones uh, and I saw the spiked helmets before I saw really her face. I was I just expected her to be older. Um, now, my next question to you, and I'll get into a question, is just my first reaction. I've already kind of, as before I logged on to you guys, because I, I got done with it a smidge early, 
some of the social medias that I'm on um, have already um, expressed extreme delight with what was going on. And same thing with like, Joe, <clears throat> Joe in our group chat said so much, so, so, so much. And Parker said, Epic, you guys are like banger. I think it might have been Parker said banger. Is that because of the cameos? Is that really a cameo, though? Because Anakin Skywalker appearing to her in a Force vision, how is that any different than Obi-Wan Kenobi appearing to Luke Skywalker? I, okay, so let me rephrase it a little bit. Is it because we were re-exposed to characters that we already knew? Would it have the same impact if you were exposed to a new character like a Bindu or, and I'm not saying Bindu, but, but like if you were exposed to another Mortis Arc type person, or if you were exposed to somebody else as opposed to Anakin showing her the way through and giving her the training? I get why it works. Like this is not the comment of the works. It's more, are we just conditioned to love to see the nostalgia that we have versus showing something new? You could show me something new, but would it have the emotional impact, especially when the story is driving that it's Anakin's uh, turn that is weighing so heavily on her? I think it really needed to be Anakin in her vision to teach her this lesson. And what the lesson is, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch it again to really – I mean, I get it. It's live or die. Are you going to live or die? I, I, are you going to give in, right? Like, so I think it's like, are you going to give in to the anger? Are you going to let it control you? Same, like, as it was going on, right when she stole the lightsaber, in my mind, I said, this is, this is the cave on Dagobah. Right. Uh, this is the Hall of Mirrors on Octu. This is that cave moment where she has to make a choice. Is she going to choose the light side or choose the dark side. I think it's one of the, what Master and Apprentice, Rail Aberoth or um, Qui-Gon Jinn is like, the difference is I choose the light. Um, I tap into the dark, I'm expressed to the dark, but I, when it comes down to it, I choose the light. That's what I think is what she- Right, is. or is, you know, like with her and Grogu and her and Sabine, is she gonna continue to say like, I can't do these things because of, I'm afraid that who I train will turn into Anakin or I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of failure uh, or that fear. Right. So I, yeah, are you going to go forward and rise above that? What go forward and regardless of the fear that you are fearing, override that fear and just move forward. I like it. Right. So I, I, I think that's kind of what the lesson that I'm taking away from it is. I'd like to hear other people as we go throughout. The right. Movie. Right, we're doing an instant reaction like 15, 20 minutes after watching this thing. How what we think the 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 message was, but it sunk in right because she became right. the white. I just think it'd be hard to have a new character sink a message like that in so deeply and for it to work. Yeah, no, I got you. I, it was more just it's it's that is that argument that I have in my head. Are we are we conditioned to love the nostalgia versus? Can we accept somebody new? Yeah, because, I mean, I, I see both sides of it. I think this was very well done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, other shows have been so cameo heavy that, you know, for a little bit, I get really nerded out. And I'm like, hey, that's Black <laughs> Chrysanthemum from 
right. his comic book run and stuff. And then at the end of it, you're like, what a waste of characters, you know? The story really didn't utilize them well, and it went nowhere, and now you've wasted that character's involvement in future stories or, you know, making something really cool out of their story. We still haven't talked about how, how like, why Thrawn is scary um, and why he's so important. I think they've made the connection that Ezra is, like, is a connection to the ghost crew, right? There is a, right. we need to get Ezra back. Uh, like, so I'm just curious of when Thrawn, because we're at episode five, so we got six... Seven and eight. We got three episodes. Right. Left, I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's a big Star Wars fan, listens to a couple of the podcasts, and he was thinking that Thrawn would probably be that last in the last episode, and it wouldn't you wouldn't get anything of Thrawn, um, and then that would be kind of the cliffhanger to lead into season two. I think you'll probably see him at some point next episode. Then seven and eight are going to be like a whirlwind, preventing them trying from getting back. And I don't, I don't know if she'll find him next episode. I might be a throng. I think it'll be like a like because we left, right. we left, we left them because they're traveling right now, right? So right. They're in space. we'll leave them. We'll try to figure out because there was a lot more pressing and more peril that was here in whatever planet we were just on. So that's where I feel like the storytelling was at. I think they're going to then flip it and you'll get more of a Balin, Sabine, Hati, Morgan, Elsbeth. Um, and so you might see him next episode. But I don't know if Ahsoka, because the last yeah, thing, I don't think the good guys will see him next episode. Right, because the last thing that she said to Huang, or whatever, however you say his name, was... Yang. Yeah, but she's like, she said, do they know where they're going? And she said, nope but we're going to write it out. Right. And going somewhere is better than going nowhere. Mm. Is That was kind of, and that could have been the lesson that she had. And um, another thing that I saw already within a couple minutes of scale, uh, scrolling social media is you see that she has a demeanor change too, right? I think we already talked about that. Like she's not the sullen. Um, she's, she's Gandalf the white and right. she's a little bit more of a smile. There's a little bit more of like a, uh, let's let's write it out and see where we're going. She's not as dark and a little more of the old Ahsoka. Yeah, but it's more more of the young Ahsoka, I guess. Is when you say the old Ahsoka, meaning back in time, yeah, back in time, right? Yeah, young Ahsoka, right? But I don't know if she needs to go to be the whole thing. I think there was another comment about did there miss an opportunity to call him Sky Guy at some point in those flashbacks? Yeah, I could do without that. Quickie. She wasn't as quippy, but at the same time, she was Ahsoka trying. She was the old Ahsoka, just in the younger kid's body right. during the flashback. So there wasn't there, there. It wouldn't have felt right to do a Sky Guy quip. I hope we get some like uh, delving into where Thrawn is. Like, is there anything there? Is there society, civilization? You know, like how have they survived this long? If there's nothing there. I guess they are on a Star Destroyer, so... Or are they? I mean, they, they were when the Purgles ate them and grabbed them and took off with them, but are right. they still? You would think so. Where else would they be? 
I, I, I mean, I'm just saying the Star Destroyer would be there. It would be full of supplies. I mean, heck, there are they could be on they could be on Exegol making uh, extra Star Destroyers. They don't have a Wayfinder. The whales can't get there without the way, Wayfinder. <laughs> so, what was your overall impression? I mean, I know I know I've asked a couple of questions. Where are you? Where do you sit? I really liked this episode. Um, Did it match with all of your spoilers that you know, like the spoilers that you read into? Was it one hundred percent? Okay. Now that's to. You gotta take that with a grain of salt too, because uh, they've already released the episodes to like the bloggers and like the media. Well, two days ago, uh, another from the same person that I follow, that I get most of my spoilers from, said that this episode had been completely, uh, or at least the world between worlds stuff had been narrow, uh, cut way down. Cut way down. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so there, that just means that there were probably two or three more flashback scenes. Yeah, uh, like, they took out a lot of the any of the what if scenarios. Oh, like going like the what if we went in this way or we fall in this yeah. way? You what if Ahsoka it? had been on Mustafar? You know, I'm glad that that's cut out. That didn't need to, like this. Right. Is I perfect. think this was a very deliberate. Uh, message from Filoni. Like, I know he said it before, but this is kind of cementing that we are not changing anything with the world between worlds. True, but this is the perfect way to use the world between worlds, right? So I was saying last week that I was hesitant because with great power comes great responsibility. This was the perfect way to use it because everything happens all at once. So she's able to experience everything all at once. Yeah. So it's a great way to teach her those and go back into the flashback and have her see things in a different way. Um, yeah. As opposed to them going and trying to like say, oh, this didn't happen this way. It's going to happen this way now and like make people lose their mind. I think there was going to be a idea of her seeing things in uh, showing her that she could not have changed Anakin's fate, regardless of what she had done differently. I Anakin think it's fated to be Darth Vader. Do you think that that still came across though with the way that they did it? I think it did. Yeah, especially that so. last battle where he like he like when she the last battle on Mandalore when he turns around, right, and pulls out the red saber. See, now that's that's a question that I had written down here, and uh, I don't know if you guys hit it. I just had little technical difficulties here. But, um, like, my question is, if you could summarize what was Anakin's message to her in that, what would you say it would be? Because, like, he's, like maybe I'm just, like, I'm just an idiot watching this <laughs> show, and I'm trying to understand. I'm just like, what is, like, what is he really trying to tell her? Is she looking, like... Can she not see the big picture? Is that what he means? He's just like, like the situation is live or die. Like, is that just, is that just what it is? Like, and his live or die situation was the the path that he took. Like, and that, like, I'm, I'm, I was trying to understand, like, and, and me, I'm watching it thinking like, am I just an idiot that I can't grasp what he's trying to say? But like, I'm thinking about what his message was. No, I think you are in the majority um most people are in that same kind of world and they're going to put their own experiences they're going to put their own insights into it right 
Like um, Alfie's going to have the book knowledge that he has, the comic book knowledge that he has, and he's going to look at it one way. I'm going to look at it another way. And I think that's the beauty of it is you can experience it and no one's right. No one's wrong. Um, what we said when you dropped out, though, we did kind of hit on it. But like my my take on it was I when I was watching it, I, when he when she grabbed the lightsaber and put it up to his throat, that reminded me of the cave in Dagobah. It also reminded me of the mirror situation in The Last Jedi with Rey. And it was their choice. And then there's also Master and Apprentice is what I said. So in Master and Apprentice, uh, one of the characters, I don't know if it was Rail Aberroth or somebody, is like, we get tempted by the dark side all the time. But the difference is, I choose the light, right? So I think it was this was their way of showing her that he chose that path. You don't have to go down that same path. If she would have cut his head off, then there's a chance that she goes down that same path with him and it, that lightness goes out. But she chose and said, I'm different than you. I don't have to be that way. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, I'm like, it's funny because I'm thinking to myself now, it's like uh, maybe uh, like if the world between worlds was a part of Star Wars, like for all this time, you, you can't help but to look back and think like uh, now, if, if you could say that some of these Jedi went into that world between worlds and made, made the wrong decision compared to Ahsoka. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. She didn't die, but like, who knows? Maybe when uh, Anakin got his arm cut off by uh, Dooku, maybe when he was knocked out getting his surgery, maybe he was in the world between worlds. You never know. It's like a ridiculous theory that I'm just like throwing out there. It really doesn't make any sense, but uh, it's, it, it's, it's a, to me, it's a fun layer to add to star Wars. Yeah, uh, I really think it is. It, it kind of adds on to, you could see like Qui-Gon being a very world between world kind of Jedi. Yeah, absolutely. The order itself would probably consider it to be a legend, something Something not, not to be tampered with. Yeah, not worth their time. And always in the future, the uh, all always in the future, the part of the whatever, always in motion. The future is you can't right. tell. Like they wouldn't want to go and play hokey with it because it would, it could cloud their judgment. Where, like in all the books that I've read, Qui Gon studies and is like this studious and wants to know and devour anything that he can about the history. <laughs> yeah, he would definitely live in that world between worlds. Could you imagine that a an Anakin? An Anakin and Qui-Gon world between worlds in this like very exact same format. That would be freaking awesome. That would be. But what so I mean vision with that. What's that? What do you envision with that? I I envision a Qui-Gon going over like Anakin stages that we never saw when he was like maybe like 13, 14 years old, but like force ghost Qui-Gon because like, I guess you can't go back and have like, because technically Anakin wasn't with her when um, the siege of Mandalore was going on, you know, and Anakin's like, Hey, I don't remember this battle because it's all about the memories of the person who's in there. I, I assume, you know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but like, did the force choose to put them at the siege of Mandalore since Anakin didn't know about it? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's about, it's all about just the person who's there. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, but this is all kind of also like the Mortis arc. Mm -hmm. Did it, any of this even happen? Was it just a dream? Yeah. Who, who knows? Could she have just passed out in the water? Yeah, but yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's the same thing that you have in almost every other movie when you have somebody go through that comatose situation and they go through an experienced life. And then, it, I mean, what is it? Uh, it's a wonderful life, right? Like, he basically does the same thing. It's like a Christmas movie. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a trope. It is a, it is a, it's a way to show that there is a way to experience life in a different way that makes you realize that this life is different. What are the, uh, I mean, even the Christmas Carol, right? So they go through and see the spirits and they see the spirits at different pieces. And essentially what you have is the same thing as Charles Dickens' spirits. You have early Ahsoka, like present, uh, didn't get the future, but you got the present and the past or the past and then further past. I will forever look at It's a Wonderful Life as the world between worlds now. I mean, Dickens is the same way. Like uh, Christmas It's Carol. true. Yeah, every movie now has the world between worlds. I like it. I mean, they all have something like it, right? So, like, and that's the problem. It, the problem is the whole, what it could be used as um, because of the way that it was used in Rebels. Because Ahsoka was saved and Ahsoka was pulled, uh, pulled out of one situation. But she had to go back into that same situation, kind of like Back to the Future. They pulled Marty out, but he had to go back in and refix things because Pooh hit the fan. Um, so yeah, they all have, a lot of movies have that like that idea of um, you have to experience something in a different way to realize what you have. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely just like a storyline that can really like tap into like human emotions and everything really is just like if you could go back and and experience it the way you know the world now, like right. how would you have taken it then, you know, right. with what you've learned now? Right, because I mean, so. that's why we watch the movies so much, right? As we go through our experiences in life, the movies hit us differently. I mean, one, it brings back the six-year-old in us, but two, they hit us differently and we see different means and see different see different themes that come out which is hard too because when you go back and you talk about like the sequel the sequel trilogies you're looking at it as a 40 year old not as that young kid you're looking at it with all of the experiences that you have when you go back and rewatch the prequels for the next the first time the 300th time you're looking at it as like where you sit right now in the life that you have like the first time i watched it i was a college kid now i'm married with two kids and a three dogs and I have a I have more of a stake of a grounded stake so I see those characters differently. I can I can understand Padme's reason of giving up, right? Because she thought so hard loved so hard and this was something that she wanted and it went away from her. So like I can see her giving up even though it is hokey that she gave up and died. She lost the will to live. Not really. What's that? It's not that hokey if you think about it. No, I'm just saying, like, I still think it's kind of hokey, but, but like, looking at it, as I'm looking at it as a 43-year-old with where I'm at right now, if I were to lose someone in my family, I can almost put myself in that Padme situation. Right. In my immediate family. See, and I'm going to expand on your point, because, see, I look at it completely different. It makes sense to you looking at it that way, and then when I look at it, I'm like, okay, she is having basically an emergency birth because of the force, and she's carrying the chosen twins. So all of a sudden she is force sensitive at like the worst possible time to have ever been force sensitive. 
and that overwhelms her and kills her because of the dread and depression of the rise of the Sith. Because of what would possibly happen to her children? No, just what happened in the galaxy like on that day. You know, the, the Jedi die. Uh, Anakin, the Sith take over and all of a sudden she's force sensitive because she's giving birth to the twins. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely an interesting deep cut. I mean, that's what this episode is bringing out. It's bringing out deep cuts because it was a very deep episode. I mean, yeah. I can see and why they put it in theaters. Think about like Ahsoka at the end of the Clone Wars, the way she felt about the clones. Mm -hmm. And then to go back to the beginning and see them dying, you know, the way that they did in that battle. And the way she interacted, it, it, the first thing she did was to walk over to one that was right. dying, put her hand on that one, and he kind of reacted to her. And you could tell that that meant something to her, right? Like, there was a, mm -hmm. there was, like, she had that feeling of, like, oh, my God, you, you're lost. And, like, yes, I agree. Like, seeing it, like, it's crazy to see it as a kid, but she was also mentally as the Ahsoka that we know is, like, that old. Right. And it's just really cool. Yeah, that's what that's one of the notes that I wrote down is I wrote down, uh, you know, Ahsoka cemented as one of like one of the best Star Wars characters. Like this show is not over yet. The show is not over. No, but, I mean, like, I, I just think that this episode is a tribute to the story that was told before we got to this show ever even happening. Like, because it all makes sense. And I think Rosario Dawson did a freaking hell of a job again, like playing this character and, and, and just making it feel like it's her and the girl who played young Ahsoka, I thought did solid as well. I mean, I agree, Brent, I expected, uh, you know, the, the Navy blue outfit Ahsoka to probably right. be a bit of an older version. I thought we were going to see two new versions of her right. in this. But um, it did make her up to be older. Like, I'm not like you could see that there was an age progression. She wasn't as young as she was in that first scene. But I was expecting her to be a little bit older. Oh, I have a, a, uh, a, hot shot I have a friend back. here. Yeah. This is Elle. Oh. She's joining me here. And I don't actually like that she's sitting on my desk right now because. She's probably going to ruin some Alfie stuff. Brought, Alfie, you brought up a question about did it really happen? Was the world between worlds really there? And I'm going to go to one of Joseph's and your um, favorite characters, or I'm thinking a lot of people are going to like this kid anyway. Jason Sindula hearing the lightsabers. And then Hera hearing the lightsabers. What do we think about that one? What is your, what is your impression and what are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> that kind of makes it seem like it was real. But then again, I don't know. They're also on a very, I think, one of those planets in the story that would be like a uh, temple of the force or a lightning rod of the force, if you will. Like Titan. So, like, it's like yeah. the force is strong in, that, in, the, in this, this world. So, you know, Things may not be as they appear. I mean, 
I, I think this is really just one of those very mystical elements of Star Wars, this world. And yeah, maybe some weird shit really happens here. And you so, don't quite know if it's real or not. So does that lead us to think that Hera, is this their way of saying that everybody in a certain moment at a certain time, if they're quiet enough, if they're calm enough, if they're in a meditative state enough, they can tap into pieces of the force. There are just some people that have more of it than others because Jace, because I've used, like uh, Huang said that Jason has abilities and Carson Tate is like, yep, let's, let's go. Like that right. versus Hera, who's at no point in our understanding has ever had any of that indication. Well, um, I'm not getting into that. That's not appropriate for this program. But um, <laughs> what was? Go ahead, like say Hera has <laughs> a lot more dealings with the Force. In oh, force because the, so you're saying that through the intercourse to create Jason, that some of the Force was transferred to her. I'm not saying transferred. I would say maybe heightened a little bit. Maybe if most people are one percent, maybe she got up to five or six. Because of the baby growing inside of her. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Some of the midichlorians from Jason got right. in the blood system. So, and then if you say you go to a place that's like a, a heightened like conductor of the forts, sure. maybe that goes up to like 15 or 20%. Sure. And then if you take the time, because she didn't, she wasn't able to access it until she got to that meditative state. Right. It, like, so I think that's another piece of it too, is you got to get to that meditative state, which then heightens you just a little bit more to where she could hear that the clashing of sabers that Jason was hearing. Ah, that's a good idea, but I just, I'd rather tap into the idea and I'd rather ride with the idea that everybody is force sensitive to a point. Well, everyone has the many chlorians in them. It's just right. they're not, they can. Right. And I, I just want, I want to, I want to reside in that world. I want that to be my force world. They're, they're doing a hell of a job of establishing a very young Jason Sindula as well. The little young actor who's playing him is doing a good job and it's a nice, good young Jedi story to tell. So I agree. Who knows? Who knows down the line, maybe a live action show more geared towards the kids in the, in the future. Oh, could he be the lead to the sequel trilogies, right? Because all of this is kind of leading to the sequels. Uh, he this just showed up in one of the ships at the end of it. This is the side story, I think. Like, it's not really leading to, but yeah. story of the. Would... And see, this is where I, I got to, you know, kind of shut my mind off a little bit because you're going to have a hard time after this ep last week's episode, then this episode. And tell me that Luke Skywalker does not sense any of this going on. We don't know how far we. <sighs> nah, come on. The galaxy is basically barren of any force, anyone using the force. We don't know when he shut off, too, right? This could be in his no. mode when he. No, he. This is concurrent with Mando season three. So there would be Let's like come up with the a time of Kylo Ren's birth, I think. Kylo Ren's still just a maybe a toddler. Did you hear the uh, Senator Organa? Senator Organa, yeah. They called her Senator Organa, which I thought was yeah. 
So it was a good little reference to try to connect it. She hasn't broken off to form the resistance just yet. No. Um, where, where were we going with this? About Luke Skywalker. Yeah, how did he not sense what's going on with all of this? That's where you're having a hard time wrapping your mind around. Right. And they, and did, then, they did get a center. They're going to establish out. that this child is strong in the force, that he would not be a candidate for his academy. Absolutely. Yeah, Luke would be all over that. Yeah, Luke I like the idea that. that this kid is, you know, part of the ghost crew and maybe shows up in the future Ray movie or something, but how did he bypass the academy? I don't I how, how does the New Republic not contact Luke and say, Hey, look, we got first of all, these two dudes showed up on this one of our cruisers and you know, gun smoked us all with lightsabers. And now so I don't think so. This is this goes to like I want my force. I want my force world to be everyone can tap into the force. I also don't see the force as you can see. Like I understand that there are things that have been established, but as I look at it, I don't see the force being that powerful to where you can sense absolutely everything at all times. Like that's what I find to be. That's what I oh, find right. But somehow. You know, I, I get what you're saying, but the Emperor Invader sends Luke, and he really wasn't doing anything. L Vader just said the Force is strong with this one, didn't he? No, know? the Emperor said there's been a great disturbance in the Force. And right, the Son of Skywalker should not sur survive or something like that. And that's right. Like, right, but the first time they so felt... So, if there's absolutely nothing Force-wise going on in the universe, and all of a sudden, three Force users fight each other... At the same time, it's going to, I would dare to say that it's going to make some disturbance, some echo in the forts, and it's going to be pretty loud. Right. But so Grogu had to sit on a ball, tap into the fours, make a call, and then some unknown time later. He was also an infant that was, had very limited force abilities. We're talking about three people having knockdown, drag out, force bike. He was sitting on a beacon to send a call out, and it took oh, it took time for Luke to feel it. it. Took time for Luke to find where he was at to track him down. That's different. Yeah, maybe no, Luke doesn't true. sense anything at all. But I'm just saying, the way the story has been established from day one, it's going to be hard for you to convince me that there's not some force beacon going off right now saying shit's going down on this planet somewhere. You need to start looking. Yeah. And I mean, I think they can say that, I think they can find their way to say that Luke has established his relationship with Ahsoka at this point as well from Mando season two. Like the two of them have a connection now at this point as well. Yeah, it seems like she probably would. That's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't anybody have reached out to the Jedi Master? But maybe Luke is just like sitting there meditating and Leia's just like, uh, Luke, we know what's going on. Why aren't we doing anything? And Luke's just like, Luke's just sitting there just like, this is his journey. not This is her journey, not mine. You know? Yeah, I get that too. It's Jedi, it's Jedi Master Luke, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't fit with the, the Luke of the books and the expanded universe. And am, am I right, Alfie? 
No, but, that doesn't fit with the Luke that we've established in this universe. Luke right now is off looking for Jedi artifacts and anything having to do with the Force. Is he looking for Jedi artifacts? Because he was just sitting on that, like, so he was working with Grogu. Right. And, like, lifting up frogs and building a hut with fighter mm -hmm. robots. We're, we're I, getting I, there. We're getting there. I got a hit on this, too, what uh, Adam Parker said. I know I shared this earlier, too, but the New Republic is hot garbage. They yeah, suck. They suck. <laughs> they, it, it's been established over these last uh, few live-action shows that the New Republic has been involved in. They just suck. They're I just idiots. That was what the book – I mean, that was the book, right? Expanded Universe said the New Republic wasn't that strong. Or am I wrong? In and my opinion, one of their ships, yeah. one of their ships should have been taken out by the Perkles. One of their ships. They should have taken losses for how I mean, they would not listen. If you're gonna say that, then the ghost should be dead at this point, too, from the That's a hot take from Lord. It's a hot take. In Legends, the guard of the garage is getting to I thought it was me. No, it's him. Yeah. Thanks for good radio right now. I'm trying to use the force to bring him back in right now. And he's been smooth all night, too. Probably two or three people using the Wi Fi at the same time. All right, here's Adam again. They just keep showing up and making you hate them. They are the person at the meeting who raises 100 problems and zero solutions. There you go. And Brent, I had to, uh, I can't go back. My comments are, my comments from earlier are gone, aren't they? Oh, never mind. They're not. My brother said he was not, uh, he was not watching the show tonight. And I said, why would you not be watching the show? What are you doing? And this was his response. Yeah, I saw that. He, I saw he said. I went back and kind of scrolled through them. Is he a teacher? Yeah. Is he like a? Is he a trade teacher? Because he's uh, welding and crap. Think I, yeah, uh, he. Uh, Alfie, uh, Alfie, you just need to reset. <laughs> Alfie's still Alfie. by the way that whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Alfie's reset. I do want to hear what he had to say, but that's funny that he kept going. And I'm, he, I'm looking at him. He's he's resetting right now. And then we'll we'll wrap this up too uh, in a couple minutes here because it's almost eleven o'clock. Um, but yeah, my my brother uh, is is teaching uh, engineering, and uh, he uh, he worked uh, he worked doing tool and die for years, and he started off as a high school math teacher. He did high school math for a couple of years, went into the trades. Okay. Uh, because uh, it's just like I think he had a fun time trying to teach high school math and and keep kids interested in it. And uh, now he's back in and he's in an engineering program more geared to the stuff that he was doing. So I think he's enjoying it right now. He's back yeah. in. So I mean, they're 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 ideating and making solar cookers. How can you not enjoy that, right? Yeah, yeah, they're doing they're doing some fun stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I th I think this was really good. I think uh, I think this. I think this show is living up to the most hype of of Star Wars live action shows, in my opinion. That that's that's like my hot take. I'll say. Well, I think it has to do with with a, one name. Anakin. No. 
Filoni? Yep. Yeah, that's I, that's definitely a good call. I, I, this is also his baby, and he knows how to take it and mature it. Um, I, he he grew her, and he understands her more than anybody else would ever. Um, I know. Well, actually, actually, I may understand her just as well. But like, she's providing insight to Rosario. Like, they're like, either way, like, he's in his wheelhouse right now. Yeah. Did you watch that Master and Apprentice uh, short they randomly released? Like no. a little eight-minute short they released? No, I haven't watched a lot of it. Yeah, they just released a little like short on Disney Plus this week where it was just Master and Apprentice. And it was talking about how Dave Filoni is like literally like the apprentice of George Lucas. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah. which like we've all known already. But to me, it's funny because I feel like they're trying to get that word out there. Like, I think this is like a PR move, in my opinion, because I think Filoni's going to start doing more with Star Wars. Like, I mean, they showed uh, a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage of, of him with George Lucas in Ahsoka's first episode. And then he, he, he talked in-depth about Anakin. And, uh, like, he said that George Lucas was just like, Filoni was like, wait, like Anakin didn't have an apprentice. And he's just like, yeah, he did. He's just like, okay. You know, like they, they, they went into like how Filoni is like the, uh, the heir to the empire is Filoni, the heir to the empire. There you go. This is something that comes from religion or comes from Christianity. Um, when I'm helping group and it really resonates with me. And I think it resonates in the star Wars universe with what they try to do. Everyone needs, a master, I'm not, I mean, we'll call it a mentor. And everyone needs to mentor. And that was kind of the philosophy. Like, so it's the idea of the rule of two and the six, but with the rule of two, the men, the, the, uh, the subordinate was going to overthrow and kill the mentor or the master, the mentor, when they got powerful enough, right? So the idea of the rule of two is you have a master, you have a mentor, and then you bring on an apprentice of your own, right? So yeah. for the Jedi, they didn't do any of that killing. You just have, uh, Yoda had a master. Um, Yoda was Dooku's master. Dooku was Qui-Gon's master. Qui-Gon was Obi-Wan's master. And Obi-Wan had Anakin. Like, so, like, everyone has, they have Passing a, it down, yeah. They have a master and then they have an apprentice because you need to learn from somebody and you need to then impart knowledge on somebody else. Um, it, it's a, go to your trades. You have you have a master apprentice and then you have a, you have a journeyman and then you have your apprentice. And then you yeah journeyman then you get an apprentice underneath you and you then teach them what you were taught as you, during your apprenticeship absolutely uh, yeah so if you're going with that yeah so lucas was the master and feloni is the mentor or there sorry was the mentor master feloni was the learner the question is in order for it to go who is learning from feloni right there needs to be that next line there needs to be that next person that's being groomed by feloni yeah, Favreau is just a movie maker, right? That's what like Favreau isn't really like the Force Jedi savant. He needs to have somebody that he feels comfortable with enough to show the rings and teach to keep the the storyline and the world going. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. That's why. That's why it's like I feel like there's such a great group of like directors and everything that have been doing these live action shows for. Um, Disney Plus, which like some of them have been really good, and and I won't say any, I, I won't say any Star Wars has been bad that we've seen. It's it, 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 like, could you say some of it's been mediocre? Sure, 
like I've enjoyed all of it regardless. And I've had my critiques of everything because that's just what we do on here because we have fun doing it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, th I think what we're seeing here is something really good. And I hope that Disney sees it. And I mean, from what I saw at my movie theater tonight with how many freaking people showed up, God knows how early. Mm -hmm. Do they were they working today? Like, what the hell were these people doing? I did not think I needed to show up at the theater by six o'clock for an eight o'clock movie. I showed up at seven and I was like over 100 people back an hour early. It's insane. Uh, I think it was Scott Reifen when he was talking to um, Joe on when they did like a solo podcast is that the world keeps underestimating Star Wars. Yet another example of them underestimating how much they could sell and how many tickets they could sell. Absolutely. But have done three theaters at that store. They could have done extra like, but here's the deal. They're putting it back in a theater. They're releasing solid member. Uh, they're making hard discs, right? And or this is my formula, man. This is my formula. But okay. So who came back though? Put some of my formula is put some of the finales of oh, these okay. shows in theaters yeah, and no. people will freaking buy. I got that, but I said, but they're also giving out like the Andor's coming out on disc that you can buy, Mandalorian's coming out on disc that you can buy. No, yeah, absolutely. But who's that coming from? It, it, I, it's Iger because he yeah. knows that. But I was also looking Elemental. I mean, what was Elemental out in uh, what mid July? Yeah, maybe, yeah, mid-July, mid and it's already available on Disney+. Plus. Yes, but Elemental is a very odd movie, I'll say, is because it had a terrible box office opening, and it wound up rallying way towards the end, and it made almost $500 million towards the end, which, like, Pixar-wise, like, that's not what we're usually talking about because Pixar usually knocks it out of the park, but... At the same it, it had time, a comeback. It's already in Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, I bought it, so I, I I bought the movie before it came out on Disney Plus. So I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> so if you the the I, I, they could make so much more money if they just let it get more time to to fester in your brain. Yeah, uh, let it let it fester a little bit, and that was my favorite part about tonight. If there's one thing I can take away from tonight. I did not make it in. I was five people away from making into that freaking theater. But um, what I could take away is like you had everything in line from like people who were cosplaying to people just like regular clothes to like people you can tell are nerds to people who don't look like nerds. Like that's the best part about Star Wars is it connects everybody. And like everyone was there to see this and like 150 people didn't get an opportunity to do it. But well, there's only they only released it in like 20 theaters too across. the. I think it was only 10. Okay. I think it was only 10 theaters. And one of mine happened to be one of them. And I got I had here's what bothered me is I had to send them all of my social media statistics to get the ticket. I had to send them like I had to send them all of my social media accounts and how many followers I had to get the ticket for it. Which is why I'm just like, I'm like, there's no way that like, I guess they just gave it to everybody. Not like saying that, like you need not, not saying you should even have to be a social media person to get into a situation like oh, that. D doc, the VIP didn't work out. No, no. I just, I'm an everyman. I'm an everyman. 
That's another layer. <laughs> I'm an everyman. I'll never try to pull my I'll never try to pull my stats out on anybody. But like my thought my thoughts was is I was just like I figured when they said on the email this is going to be overbooked, you know, there's there's going to be, you know, some extra people so get there early. I figured it was going to be like 10 extra people, not 150. So I knew what was going to happen. I, I'm I'm late for everything. I showed up an hour early, so I did I did what I could. So, all right. As, as we're wrapping up here, Brent, what would you give that episode out of ten? Well, well, give give me a give me your final thoughts. Give me a ranking on that episode. What what do you think about it out of ten? I mean, anytime that you can have a Dory talking, speaking whale, um, and them flying out into hyperspace is is pretty good so um i like giving me this is where i find it hard i want to wait it and rate it to the end this is one of the this is probably the best episode so far um but i also don't have as much of the nostalgia to make it like a 10 out of 10 so i don't know i don't know i mean it's an it's it's a b b plus b plus I'm, yeah all right i'll give it a plus all right. I like that. See, like I've, I, I'm like, I'm like Catholic school grades as well. Cause I always, I always had, um, I always had VGs and G's and stuff like that. I never had the A, B's and C's when I was growing up. So like, I like the B plus B plus sounds great to me. If I was a B plus student, my parents would have been so proud of me. I, I'm telling you. Well, it's hard to do it when you have loose, 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 blue sleeve paper. <laughs> blue sleeve. Exactly. You know, get good grades on blue sleeves. Yeah, that's why I went from the that's why I went from the G's to the 80s. So we were all good. You know, it depended on what class I actually cared about. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Was G below F? Like what? No, it was a grade school. I think VG was the best you could get, like up to a certain point. Then I think we, then I think we switched to the hundred scoring system. Okay, so DG double good. You did double good that time. Yeah, very, very good. Very (laughs) good was uh, was that uh, grade. But um, as we're wrapping up here, I appreciate you guys. If you listened to me ranting in the beginning of all of this about me not making it (laughs) to the theater, it's just a bunch of nonsense and. yeah, it feels like a century ago. I mean, it was two it was two hours and 15 minutes ago, but uh, it, it was fun. I mean, I'm glad I got the opportunity to go to that, and I'm glad I got the opportunity to, like, hang out with some random Star Wars fans by yourself. Going to those things by yourself is definitely, like, uh, a pretty random experience, and it's fun to kind of experience that stuff on your own and venture out, and you realize the second you get there, you're surrounded by Star Wars fans. I was talking to people the whole time. So it, it was just, it was fun to be able to have the opportunity. I think they need to like reevaluate the way they do that stuff, but it's all good by me. I, I, I think they have an opportunity there. There's a big opportunity there for them. Didn't expect it to be as big as it was because they underestimate Star Wars. Yep, exactly. That's why I, I said to the person uh, behind me about five minutes into line, I said, the manager right now is shitting themselves because they have about 200 Star Wars fans standing outside of their movie theater. <laughs> so it, it was fun. It was fun. But um, guys, uh, thank you for listening to Rule of Galaxy podcast. 
check out our YouTube videos. We're having a lot of fun with YouTube the last couple of weeks. We're doing these watch throughs with the show. Just check them out. If you want to rewatch the episode, throw us on next to you and listen to our reactions. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. We, 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 we somehow throw it together with uh, bubble gum and band-aids and tape and everything. Adam Parker, we love you. You've been riding with us this whole time. You're the goat. We, we really appreciate you. And uh, until the next time. Then the invite. We oh, I know. We him. need an Adam Parker episode. We need to hear him. I mean, yeah. who knows? He could be the next Rule of the Galaxy joiner like D-Doc. I know. You never know. I mean, he's he's riding with us. He's riding heavy. He's riding He's riding strong. So dirty, trying to catch riding dirty. Oh, he's in. He's in. All right, we'll 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 be in touch, Adam. I know I know we uh, I know we're in touch with you on Twitter, so we'll bring you up on we'll bring you up on the stream. You could join us. You could join us for the next live stream. You're yeah. here anyway, man. You might as well join us on screen because that's that's what we're about here at Roll the Galaxy. We're about uh, you know just enjoying stuff with our fans and everything. Yep. Star Wars fans. So, guys. Appreciate you listening to this podcast because it's a little crazy between the YouTube and podcast thinking about all of the audio and what you guys see visually. So we appreciate you joining us until the next time. May the force be with you.